Hey guys, it's Mark Winterbottom here, winner of the 2013 Bathurst 1000, and you're listening to The Podium. This is The Podium, where we celebrate the best from the world of motorsport, and our next guest has a very impressive motorsport resume. He's won the Supercars Championship in 2015, He's also won the greatest race in Australian motorsport with his victory at the 2013 Bathurst 1000. In addition to all that, he's had over 100 podium finishes in the Supercars Championship. It is, of course, Mark Winterbottom. Mark, thanks so much for joining us on the podium. Uh, Thank you, mate. Now, Mark, like I said there, you've got very, very impressive motorsport resume. The Supercars Championship... This weekend closes out their season at the mountain. Before we talk about this week's action, though, the championship started at the mountain very early on in the year. What was it like going to Bathurst to start the championship? Uh, yeah, it was good. It was um, uh, different. You know, every every situation the last couple of years seems to throw something at you. But to start at Bathurst and to finish at Bathurst at the best track in the country, let alone one of the best tracks in the world, you're... Um, Lucky that they closed it down twice for you to race. So, um, yeah, it was a really good way to start. And we actually had a really good round there. We, we finished fifth in race one and fourth in race two. So we had, um, yeah, very good pace and and I had a really good weekend. So I'm hoping that, what is it now, eight months on or nine months on from round one, um, we can replicate that. But, um, yeah, like I said, it, it is such a cool track to race on and, um, you yeah, to do it twice in one year and also finish last year. So we've actually had three runs on the mountain in 12 months, effectively. Um, yeah, we're pretty sport. So we, we love it. Anytime they put you on there, we'll, um, we'll take it. Well, yeah, you mentioned there straight out of the box, you were very, very, very much up there in terms of, you know, all the key contenders, top five finishes in both those races to start the year, third in the standings after that opening round of the championship. What was the key to the success there at the mountain at the start of the year? Uh, we yeah we started pretty strong but um, we, we we've had an up and down year so at times we've been very strong and at times we've been weak but um, Bathurst is quite unique you know you go there and uh, the car's got to give you confidence and then if you have some confidence you can really lean on it and get the most out of it so um, so yeah going back there would be interesting because at the moment you know I look at the forecast it's completely different to what we had at the start of the year, there's a lot of rain and, um, and, and pretty average conditions where start of the year was, was pretty good. It was, um, not as quick as, uh, as last year and of last year, um, when we saw a 2035, whatever the time was, but, um, but yeah, it suited that car quite well. So fingers crossed we get some dry running there and we can replicate, uh, you know, at least starting where we finished in, uh, in February or March, whenever the race was and, make it work and get a little bit better and try and challenge for the for the top step up there because, um, yeah, we know it's a long day and uh, you chuck two tri- drivers in the car now, you chuck rain, you put pit stops, you put fuel, you put um, rotor changes. It's the same track but a completely different scenario going back there. So, um, yeah, it'd be nice to replicate that sort of form, but um, it's going to be a tough weekend, this one, for sure. 
the championship, it's very close. It's always very close. Every season, I think we always say our closer championship hunt is, of course. Like I said, you, you were third in the standings after the opening round of the championship. Uh, very strong first half of the season. You know, if you look at your stats, four top five finishes, 15 top 10 finishes this season. Yeah, talk about the roller coaster ride that's been season 2021. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, been, it's, it's an interesting year because, um, uh, you know, some tracks we seem to be very strong at um, and other tracks we seem to have struggled at. Unfortunately, one of the tracks we struggled at, they put us there for four rounds in a row. So it sort of escalates your performance where if we went to Sandown or we went to Darwin or we went to Bathurst or for four rounds in a row, we would look like, like heroes because you you can bank a lot of points at those good tracks. So. Um, yeah, it's been interesting, but at the same time, we've we've learnt every time we've gone somewhere, good or bad, and hopefully we can put it yeah all into play for this weekend. You you take a few, quite a few average rounds for um, for one Bathurst win. So although it's been up and down, I feel like we've learnt a lot from it. And um, yeah, coming back to Bathurst, hopefully we can put it into play and, and get a good result. Yeah, well, you know with the championship round so far, what have you been happy with and what areas do you think the car needs to improve on to get further up the field? Uh, well, I was happy with um, probably Sandown and Darwin uh, qualifying was, was good. I think, you know, starting on the front row was was really good, but then as, as a high becomes a low when the car um, has a glitch on the grid and, and you go from second to, to nowhere um, due to a power outage. So, there's been highs and lows, but we um, we just need to understand, I think, our car, you know, it's very sensitive. So when it's on, it's very quick, but it can get out of the, the setup window as quick as, it's, as quick as it's in it. So, um, yeah, it seems very sensitive. So we just need to understand that when the sun comes out to do this to the car, when the cloud covers, we do that. It's very sensitive to conditions, wind direction, all that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, just understand our toolbox a bit and, if we can do that, um, you know, we should be better week in, week out. Because on our day, we can match it with the best. But on our, we need to make sure our day is week in, week out. Because look, the good guys at the front, they're doing that. So um can be done, but that's, that's our weakness at the moment. Well, you've mentioned Bathurst a few times there. You've been there many, many times. I think you've had like 18 starts or something, something close to that at the mountain. You're very experienced when it comes to racing there. How do you approach the Bathurst 1000? What are you doing in the lead-up? How are you preparing for the race before before you get onto the grid? Uh, well, personally, I don't do a lot, to be fair, um, in the lead-up because you you don't want to be living it from the Sunday before because by the Sunday of the race, you just burn out. So you try and just live your normal life until you, until you get there and then that's when, uh, when it all gets serious. So Tuesday arrival for me and... Um, and then that allows Wednesday to kind of do a few um, corporate visits and sponsor visits throughout the throughout the week, and then Thursday we're on track. So um, yeah, I try and leave it as the, the, the build up as short as possible. So then by Sunday you're not burnt out because I've seen it before, and especially when you're young, you roll in uh, Monday, you drive around the track, you watch videos, you live and breathe it, and by Friday, you're like, sorry, we've still got three days to go. So um, that's kind of what works for me. But um, but by Sunday, uh, you know, you, you want to be on. You want to be ready to roll, not not emotionally burn out or, 
or drained and um and pumped the race. So that sort of yeah has what has worked for me. I've been the other side where I've thought about it all week, and by Sunday you're like the nerves and everything. You feel drained. So, um, but everyone's different. That's the that's the good part about our sport. They everyone approaches it different, and half the time you're separated by less than a tenth of a second. So, um, yeah, you got to do what works for you. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, on the Sunday of each great race. How do you prepare? How do you break down how you approach each stint? Because, you know, over the past few years, it's a long race. However, with the lap times that we've been seeing the past few years, it's like it's a sprint race almost. But how do you break down the race itself? How do you approach each stint? What are your objectives for each stint of the race? Uh, well, it's kind of changed these days to what it used to. We pick it up at like 5 a.m. starts and do... Uh, a seven a.m. practice. I don't know if you remember them. A seven thirty practice. It was, it was almost too foggy to put the cars out on track, and then the race started a bit earlier. So um, now we get almost lots of sleepings for for Sunday morning because practice is is a lot later in the morning. Um, but then to start the race, often strategies can change. You know, I've seen to Bathurst where uh, Richo actually drove the car to the grid. He jumped out of his Porsche, drove the car to the grid pulled up and then went, nah, I don't want to start. Can you start? Um, with about 15 minutes to go. So I ran back, got my helmet, jumped in the car and started the race. So things can change even when you have a plan Sunday morning where if one driver says, hey, you know what, I prefer you did this, then it can change on the fly. So you're almost sitting there reading the play as the day goes out. And, uh, you know, sometimes the... The other driver, when you're out of the car, you're sitting there watching. He's playing double stint, but then um, someone you're racing puts their main guy in. So you change it. Chops can change throughout the day. So, But for me, it's, it's normally getting yourself ready to make sure the last three stints home, you're in the car, you're fresh, and about 66 laps home, which is about 250K. So when you look at Clipsal 500 or you look at um, Newcastle or whatever it is, a 250k race is quite brutal on its own. So you've got to be ready for that last three stints home. And if you're in a good position and you're fresh and the car's fast, then that's when the race is won, you know. So, um, But at the same time, you've got to put the car in the right position for those last three stints. So, uh, yeah, forever changing, but make sure with 66 to go, you're fresh. Um, or even 70 laps to go, you're fresh, you're ready to go. And uh, that's when the race is won. Exactly. Well, you've hit that pinnacle when it comes to winning the Bathurst 1000. You know, you did it in 2013. You'd been going there a fair few times as well. It'd been about 10 visits or so, 10 starts at the mountain before you got that win. What did it mean to you standing on the top step of the podium on that Sunday afternoon? Oh, it's huge, huge to win it. But um, every time you go there, you realise just how hard it is to win because, you know, I've led led that race so many times and only won it once, you um, you definitely appreciate it, you know, because so many things can go wrong. I can't believe the stories, the hard luck stories you see at Bathurst, you know, and it happens year in, year out, but um, but yeah, you, you, you have the heartbreak for one for one race win, you, you, definitely, um, you definitely take it, but once you do get a win and it all, you know, you stand on the podium and get a taste of it, you want more, it's addictive, so um, yeah, incredible feeling, but to say that you have felt it is, is amazing, but yeah, like I said, once you get one, you want two, once you get two, you want three, where 
we're hard to please. So um, incredible moment to yeah to, to live it, and would love to do it again. I could only imagine, and. You know, you've been in the sport for quite some time now and you've seen plenty of changes in the category. Even this year alone, there's been plenty of changes. We've heard an announcement now recently with the change in ownership for the Supercars Championship. What do you think that's going to do to the sport? Um, well, ownership change is normally pretty good because um, people come in, they, they they invest and they want the best for the sport because they, they invest in something to make it better. So... Um, so, yeah, it's exciting. I think, you know, it's a big, powerful group behind it now to, to push it to the next level. And, um, and yeah, I think it's great. So, lucky to – you never want to miss these key moments in the sport because every time something happens, like I said, it gets – you know, normally it gets better and, and goes to another level. So, um, yeah, we'll see. But it's it's also a good taste this weekend. I think Bathurst, you know, the, the, the lineup of categories is huge. We've got – starting Tuesday on track all the way through to Sunday. So it can only be good for the sport. And people who buy tickets, you want the best value for them. And I think what the new ownership can do is create a, a way better race weekend for people buying tickets, but also um, put our sport you know, on the next step, which helps commercial backing and helps everything. So, um, yeah, I think it'd be great for the sport. And, you know, to see Newcastle back at round one and, if we can get back to Gold Coast and all these big events, um, you know, that the sport looks really healthy. So good time to be involved. Most definitely. And one thing that we haven't mentioned yet is Gen 3 because, you know, it's been highly, highly talked about over months now. And 2023 is when it will be finally implemented into the championship series. Uh, your team will be looking at, at driving the uh, Chev Camaros for the Gen 3 program. Talk about the excitement around Gen 3. Uh, yeah, I, I can't wait. You know, I think when it was announced, I was, I was super excited. But then when it got pushed back a year, I was really disappointed because obviously we, we all want to get in them. But um, but yeah, so the car will be at Bathurst and that's the first time we'll see it uh, in the flesh. And, you know, from all um, comments that people have made, it looks pretty impressive. So, um, yeah, it's going to be really exciting to get that car on track and, showcase what the future of our sport is because, you know, Mustang versus Camaro is probably the the Ford versus Holden rivalry is, is at its best, you know. It's um you know, two of the best looking cars on the market going head to head at you know, on the racetrack is pretty cool. So um no, I like it. I think the Gen three car sort of e- equalizes the whole field, a lot more controlled parts and should give more teams more opportunities to win and you'll see different winners I believe on, on weekends so um, yeah I can't wait I think it's what our sport needed the, the current car um, you can only engineer them so much and then I think the new challenge again is going to be great so um, yeah really exciting hope that they launch in uh, what is it 2023 and it's going to be epic I think to see those two cars on the grid is what our sport needs and People want to look at our cars and, and, you know, have two of the best-looking cars on the market. And they're both two doors at Coops. They, they look racy. And if the racing is closer, then it's um, it's only good for our sport. Most definitely. And one of the other highly debated topics over the past few months has been the stick shift or the paddle shift for Gen 3. Yet to be announced, which side of the fence are you on? Uh, I don't really care, to be honest. Like, I think... Um, 
there's pros and cons for both. And, and um, you know, one of the big benefits of a paddle shift is, is engine down over it. And some of the drivers that are actually uh, wanting stick shift probably should have paddle shift because they're the ones that buzz the engine the most and cost the teams the most money. <laughs> so it's interesting, you know. Like from a driver's point of view, I've raced in Brazil with paddle shift and I've raced in Australia with H-Patton and um, sequential and... Um, you know, clutching, non-clutching, all that sort of stuff. But it's it's always a bit. If they focus on something, it's drama at the time. But three months time, people forget about it, and the racing's epic. And you you know, it is what it is. So I don't really care. I think, um, you know, I think the cars are going to be pretty awesome to drive, and that should be the focus. You know, and we get caught up in little details sometimes. That end of the day, I don't think matter. So yeah, interesting. I don't, yeah, like I said drive a shopping trolley with an engine, I don't really care as long as they're <laughs> competitive the sports, you know, you got a chance to win and um, whatever it's got, it's got, it doesn't really bother me. Yeah, 100%, 100%. Now, you've been in the championship, like I said, many for many, many years now, you've seen it all, you've seen different cars come into the championship, like we said, it's great to have new ownership into the category, guys that are so heavily invested in motorsport as well, you know, taking over control of the series. Tell me, though, if you were in charge of the Supercars Championship, what's one thing that you'd like to see incorporated into the Championship Series that isn't currently? Um, oh, it's, it's always hard because, I guess, you crystal ball it and as a driver you have different wants and beliefs to what um, others do, so it's always a bit controversial. But, you know, we don't have to deal with... We live in a perfect world. You don't deal with government. You don't deal with racetracks. You don't deal with all that sort of stuff. So, from a driver, it's it's what you want, but may not be realistic. But um, um, but yeah, it's, I don't know. I think the sport's in a pretty good place. But there's a few things I'd change. But it's uh, like anything, you, you change it. Sometimes it's better. Sometimes it's not. It's trial and error. So, um, but yeah, oh god, there's little things I guess in the car that you could change because you want the racing to be um, to be the best possible. And I think driver's input quite important because obviously you know when you follow someone what you would need to pass someone and whatnot. So I think hopefully the, the new cars are better racing because at the moment it's actually quite hard to race guys. You get stuck behind and the cars overheat, they lose aero and the passing, unless you've got a massive tyre advantage, is very, very hard. So, um, yeah, I'd be focusing on that, but hopefully... Gen 3 covers that, so, um, yeah. But, yeah, you could go into a list of things, couldn't you, of what, <laughs> what you think could change, but, um, but yeah, not, not everything's possible. Like I said, drivers live in the, I want this, I want that, and don't deal with the consequences. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, rattling them off probably doesn't achieve much. Yeah, no, no, that's all right. Well, for this year's race, you got a new teammate. you got Michael Caruso. What's Michael Caruso like? As you know, you've spent many years as a rival in different teams. What's he like to have as a teammate and what are you expecting this year at Bathurst with him? Uh, he's good. I have raced him for years, um, raced against him and haven't really had a massive amount, uh, I guess, to do with him off track because we, when you race each other, we seem to just go in our garage, sit in our truck, chat to our teammates and then everyone else is a villain. You know, that's kind of how you race. But... Um, but he's been fantastic. We get along really well. We've both got families. we um very similar age. I'm got him covered by a little bit in age, but we're very similar age. Um, 
and yeah, very similar beliefs, love our family and very passionate about the sport. So um, we get along really well and I've really enjoyed having him around the team because he he has so much passion and and um, and and really yeah wants to win you know and, and knows what he needs to do and all that sort of side so um, I'm looking forward to going into battle with him because he, I'd rather have him with me than against me and um, yeah he's, he's one of the picks so I'm looking forward to it we the biggest probably drama was trying to get him to fit in the seat but he he's done it pretty easy and uh, once we have become that we're we're good to go so. Um, uh, yeah, can't wait. Really, really can't wait. He can't wait either. And um, yeah, it's gonna be fun. That's the thing. You got to enjoy the week too. So even when you have a a driver with you, like I said, you can burn out really quickly, really early in the week. And that's often when two blokes with massive egos just headbutt each other all week. And you get to Sunday going, man, I hope this guy just drives because I don't want to be in the car with him. Oh, sorry, be out of the car with him. Where Michael, it's we just have a laugh and have some fun and um. Yeah, win, lose, or draw, we're going to have a crack and do our best job and have some fun and know that if he's in the car, we've got the best guy with him. And if I'm in the car, then um, you know, then I'll do my job as well. So we're uh, we're in a good position. That's definitely sounds like the way to approach it. And just before we let you go, come Sunday afternoon at the Mountain, well, you know, obviously besides the victory, of course, where would you like to be? Where would you be happy? What result would you be happy with on Sunday afternoon at the Mountain? Um, oh, I want to win. I want to win. If we don't win, then um, yeah, that's that's what we're going there for. And effectively, it's the last round of the year, so they've got three months to fix the car for um, for Christmas for the new season. So we we go hard over Christmas, uh, go hard in that race and put it on the line. And if we um, you know, if we can win it, that's that's what we want to do. And you'd be happy on the podium, obviously. You'd be happy with a good result, but um. Yeah, if we don't win it, which everyone's got the same mentality, Bathurst is just that huge event. You go there, if you win it, you're happy. If you don't, then second, you finish second, you're the second happiest bloke. You finish third, you're the third happiest bloke, and it rolls on <laughs> down the chain, you know. So, um, but yeah, I'd love to win win up there with Charlie. He's a great boss, a great team owner, and um, so passionate. Like, I just, yeah, to stand on that top step with Michael, a good, you know, a good guy and, and you know have Charlie there as well and with the team that's that's what it's about so um yeah put it on the line we'll be scraping mirror through and filling me and if it's uh yeah if it's good enough we'll, we'll stand on that top step awesome stuff well Frosty it's been such a pleasure to have you on the podium let's hope a lot of fans out there of yours are hoping to see you on the podium come Sunday afternoon at the mountain all the very best to you and the entire team there Thanks, bye. I appreciate it. Cheers.